Have you ever had a child, or even known of someone's child who is rebellious? Well no matter what anyone says or does, they do just what they want to do. They don't listen to what anybody else has to say. Today on Ministry Moments we are looking at Luke chapter 15, where Jesus is teaching on the parable of the lost son. Now let's join today's message already in progress. Luke 15. That's where we're going to start today. Luke 15. Talking about some some parables. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in, in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it in his, on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be rejoicing in heaven over one sinner, not ten, but one sinner who repents than, than over 99 righteous persons who do not repent. Now, we started all that, and I'm going to tell you another, another story. But with that, you think about the prodigal child. you got that one child who runs off. We've all heard about it. And I'm sure everybody knows of that one prodigal child. I could name a few in my family right now. But God loves for his children to come back to him. If they run off. We've all done it. At some point in time or another, we've all run off and forgot God. I preached a message some years ago that said, you may run, but you get looking for God, he's right back where you left him. You may have left him here, and he's and you're over here now, and you start looking for him. Look for him the last place you saw him was back over here. He'll always be there. He's there waiting on you. Now, several years ago, and this is several years ago, uh, I'm not going to try to remember. It's when I was living in Texas, and this was years ago. One day my family and I went to the mall. Not the places I usually usually would go. I would occasionally. But the kids wanted to go, so we went. The only, one thing I loved about the malls, especially this and this one we had here at one time before the tornado got to it, was the food court. I like food. <laughs> Probably more than I should. But we parked over by the food court that day. Walked in. As we're going in, I hear several young people. Now, I say young people, they were probably 15, 16, 17, that age group, what they were. We walked past them, and as we got closer to them, I could smell something. I knew that smell. And if, at that point in time, if the police had been there, those kids had probably gone to jail. They were smoking marijuana. I could smell it. It was on the back side of the mall. And I got to thinking, if this is what they're doing at this age, what are they going to do now? Or when they get older? Well, now they would be probably 20 years later. So, 
But I sat in, the, sat in the mall with my kids. We were sitting there eating. And a group came up and sat down close to us. And we were listening to them. I was listening to them. I was listening to my kids, too. And some of the things they were saying, and I'm not going to repeat what they were saying, but some of the things those kids were saying, same age group. If my parents had called me saying stuff like that, back in the day, when you can wash your mouth out with soap, well, that's probably what would have happened. And I got to thinking, again, same with that first bunch. If this is how they are now, and I don't want to judge people, but this was kids. And I liked, and I know what kids can do. I got four. But I got to thinking, what if they continue on this path, where are they going? Where's, where's their life going to leave them, lead them to? Are they going to be straightened up or they become Corporation presidents? Are they going to be doctors, nurses, work in the hospitals? I never know. But I remember telling someone that was sitting close to us, it was with our group, he says, if this is where our country is heading with these this group, then I feel sorry for our country. That was... Probably 15, well, let's see. Probably 14, 15 years ago. I'm trying to think how old my youngest, my youngest one was at the time. So 14, 15 years ago. And they were probably 15, 16, 17. So they're in their 30s now. I don't know what happened to them. But as I was writing this message, and this is one I preached years ago, it reminded me. Back to that lost sheep. Let's look look at Luke 15, 11. It says, Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country and sequestered his wealth in wild living. The prodigal child. After he had spent everything there was, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. He lost all he, all he had. He squandered it. And who knows what he did with it. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to the fields to feed pigs. Now what's ironic with that in my life is I've known people who have done this. And they ended up on a farm feeding pigs themselves. Ironic. Then he lodged... He lodged to fill his stomach, and with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. He longed to. He was hungry. And then, like so many other people who wandered off and strayed from God, 
17 says, when he came to his senses, he realized how he had messed up. He says, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death? His father had food to spare. But he was that prodigal, and he was starving because he went away from his father. But did you see right there? It says he came to his senses. How many times have you heard and possibly even realized yourself that grass is not always greener on the other side? It's true. It might look good looking over that fence. Hey, that looks good over there. I think I'm going to go over there. You get over there, it's sometimes worse than what you were in. So he went home. He went back home to his father. And the father saw him. And said, and the father said to his servants, quick, quickly, do it quickly. Don't do it. Don't wait. Do it now. Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, just like he had never left. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. They're going to have a party. His son came home. His son came home. They're going to have a party. Can you imagine a lost child of God or a sinner, either one, who's never found God, come to him? Can you imagine the parties going on in heaven with that? For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he's found. Now, with that, there was jealousy. Jealousy came up. He had a brother. The prodigal child had a brother. And the older brother, he was in the field. And when he was coming back from the field, he heard all the celebration. He didn't know what was going on. So he called out to one of the servants down there. Well, what's going on down there? What's the party going on? You know what they told him? Your brother has come home. Your brother, the prodigal son, has come home. And that's what was going on at that time. Well, the older brother, he got angry. 28 says, The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went on and pleaded with him. But his father said, Look, all these years, the son said, All these years, I've been slaving and working for you. And what have you done for me? What have you done? Can you... I can hear my own children do something like that. Do something for one child, or why aren't you doing it for me? And with four kids, can you imagine it just goes around the table? Well, what about me, 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 and me? It's the me syndrome. 
But they did celebrate, and they were glad because the brother and son had come home. He was lost, and now he's found. Now, this is a parable I'm sure we've all heard, grew up listening to. But it's so easy, even as an adult, to slip away. Little things catch your attention. And you forget about the one God who has cattle on a thousand hills and it's all yours. And you forget it. I'm 63 years old. I still forget sometimes. And we all do. We do. But just imagine if you had a father, and I'm going to use this in Texas terms because I lived out there for so long. He had a, the father has a pretty good spread. Our father in heaven has a pretty good spread. Think about the table. Come to the table and eat. That table will never be empty. Jesus, God, never wants you to get out of his eye. And he's always watching. Even though you may be over here, he knows what you're into. He knows the trouble you're into. And he keeps saying, my child, come on back. Come on back. Don't sit over here while I'm waiting for you over there. I have it all for you. As hard as it is to believe sometimes, you can't imagine that he knows better than we do. He does. He knows better than we do. I would hate to try to live my life without him. Because he had those the best for us. You know, there's a lot of sins out there. And you can't n even name them all because there's so many. But he still forgives. Just All you got to do is just say, Father, forgive me. Forgive me. And there he is. He's right there. I had uh, did a uh, sermon one time with my son. I said, stand over there. And I walked around to where he couldn't see me. And I kept calling his name. And I had told him ahead of time, I said, when you hear me calling, come looking for me. And that's what God does. If you've slipped away, He's calling your name. Just look for him. He may be behind the wall where you left him. He may be out in the open. But he's there. He's waiting for you. Like verse 17, he said, He came to himself. He realized he had sinned. And once you realize you've sinned, 
That's the first step of redemption. The first step. But then ask for forgiveness. And he'll forgive you. All you have to do is just ask. Can you just imagine each time a sinner comes to the Father and asks forgiveness? And he runs, comes running just like the Father did to meet his son. You know, I had I had a just in my mind thinking about this earlier today. Because you've got the prodigal son over here. And the father is way off in the distance. And sees him. He sees him coming. But he doesn't just stand there and wait. He says, well, come on. I'm waiting for you to get here. He goes running toward him. And that's what he does with every one of us. He goes running toward us. Now, I'm going to challenge you and ask you, where's your heart today? Have you, do you have some un... Do you have some sins that you've not asked for forgiveness for? Or even if you don't even know God, he's there for you. I'm going to challenge you today, before it's too late, Because you never know. We were talking about this up at the hospital the other day in my office. But you never know who's going to, when you're going to take that last breath. Several years ago, they thought I was having a heart attack. And I was having difficulty breathing. And I'm saying, this is it. Well, that wasn't it. I'm still here. And for a reason. God hadn't called me home. He's not done with me. He's not done with y'all. You're all still breathing. I challenge you, if you don't know God, ask Him for forgiveness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, we know that you are a gracious and wonderful God. We thank you for all you've done. You thank, we thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you to be for being that father who waits for his children to come home. Lord, go with us through this day. Be with these people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You've been listening to Ministry Moments with Evangelist Dennis Campbell. If you would like to know more about how to accept Christ as your Savior, or to find out more about this ministry, you can find us on ministrymoments.net.